1: Welcome to episode 73 of the Hollywood and Toto podcast, The Right Take in Entertainment. This week we're speaking with Dean Devlin, veteran Hollywood producer behind Independence Day, The Patriot, and so much more. He's behind the camera this time for the new thriller, Bad Samaritan, hitting theaters now thanks to a new fan-centric company called Lot Legion M. Stay tuned to find out more about Legion M from his co-founder, Paul Scanlon. This week's show is sponsored by The Break with Michelle Wolf the new Netflix program actively alienating half its potential audience. Before our conversation with Dean and Paul, I wanted to share some breaking news about Alyssa Milano. The jig is up. We can see you. And even though the media is playing defense on your behalf, it's not going to work. Now let me back up a little bit here. Alyssa Milano is very against the NRA. She's part of that new group, No Ra, that is protesting its very existence. Now, she appeared at the recent NRA convention in Dallas, and she was part of a no-RA a- no protest group. Fine and good. Speaking your piece, using her First Amendment rights, great. Well, at that particular event, she was approached by some people from NRA TV, and there was a discussion that followed. Lots of interesting things beyond the fact that discussion didn't really merit much of our attention because not much was said. A lot of talking points from Melissa, Not much else, but couple of key points to mention about this particular episode. One, she had multiple bodyguards. They appeared to be armed, which also sets off people who are pro-Second Amendment and say, hey, these Hollywood celebrities, they've got their armed guards to protect them. We don't have that. It's certainly an interesting hot-button approach to the conversation, and it strikes a nerve. And I'm sure it's not one that she wanted to be struck, but there it goes. But it was about the exchange itself that's so fascinating. You have to see it on the actual video itself. And you can find it on Twitter and different sites. Dana Lash has posted it as well, I believe. I've, I've retweeted the information, too. Also, you can find it at hollywoodintoto.com under my story about Melissa, Melissa Milano. Here's the deal. Melissa Milano's bodyguards are threatening and harassing Innocent people who just wanted to ask Alyssa some questions about the NRA, about gun control, about her views. They wanted to have a dialogue. They wanted to have a conversation, an exchange. Now, she did submit to that exchange willingly. They had a back and forth, like I mentioned. But why are these bodyguards there? Why are they saying, you can't stand here, you can't stand there, you've got to go back, you've got to push away? What right do they have to tell anyone to push away? No one, according to the video, was threatening Alyssa in any possible way. Secondly, Alyssa just kind of said the usual talking points, nothing really extraordinary, but she also said that she wanted to build bridges. Well, you can't build bridges when you're with a group called No RA that talks about the NRA members and the group having blood on its hands. That's not the way you push the conversation forward. That's not the way you build bridges. It's the exact opposite. But more importantly about the whole exchange, and the, the thing that really left a sour taste in my mouth is... Alyssa Milano is playing the victim card here. At one point in the conversation, she says to the fellow that she's chatting with, you're being very confrontational. Well, we see the video. We hear the audio. Nothing of the kind is taking place. He is not being confrontational. At one point, he asks to steer the conversation back to him because Alyssa Milano is talking to his child who was at the protest itself. So it's certainly understandable that he wants to have one adult talking to another adult about gun rights. That's the conversation. That's the topic at hand. And while she may have been trying to be sweet and playful in talking to his child, they wanted to have a dialogue. You don't often get a chance to talk to celebrities who are very anti-gun and pro-gun control about this topic. I think the NRA member just wanted to have that dialogue. Well, she had it eventually, but begrudgingly at times. And again, once that bodyguard kept pushing in, trying to separate the two parties, well, what's up with that? That is ridiculous. And it's the absolute epitome of the elite celebrity trying to control things and having their bodyguards there to protect them. What are they protecting them from? listen Milano was not in harm's way. If she were in harm's way the bodyguards would step in and that would be a wonderful thing, but she wasn't. She was only in harm's way when you talk about having a conversation about guns and gun control and spouting talking points that aren't true, like when she said that the NRA has the politicians at their beck and call. Well, they don't. The the organization doesn't give nearly as much money as many, many other groups. Facts have shown that out to be true time and time again. So what's your argument? Now, the clip in general ended with, Several people saying, hey, would you come on NRA TV? Alyssa, we'd love to have you as a a guest. Now, she said, I I will if I have the time. I've been in touch with NRA TV, and they said that those avenues are open. Nothing has been done yet. Nothing has been cemented as far as her appearing there. Boy, I can't imagine she would ever appear on NRA TV, an outlet which she's been trying to shut down by trying to get uh, the outlet kicked off of both Apple TV and Amazon Prime. You know, for all the talk of free speech and open exchanges and building bridges, why does she want to have NRA TV off those particular platforms? Isn't it better to have more voices, more conversation, more dialogue? That's how you build bridges, not by trying to get them kicked off. So this entire episode is ridiculous, but it gets even worse. Enter Newsweek. Now, once upon a time, Newsweek was a fairly credible media outlet. Not anymore. I mean, I go to them just to get a laugh sometimes. The, the, the bias is so outstanding. The journalism is so shoddy. And here's another example. Now, keep in mind, we have the video. We have the audio. We know that Alyssa Milano was not threatened. She was not attacked. She was not confronted in any sort of meaningful or disgusting way or anything that was less than professional. Nothing of the kind happened. Questions were asked of her in a very civil tone with voices were not raised. Here's how Newsweek described the confrontation. NRA spokeswoman Dana Lash denies allegation gun group hired man to intimidate actress Alyssa Milano. (laughs) I mean, I'm embarrassed for the people behind Newsweek. They don't have any shame, so I guess I'll have to have some for them. Here's the bottom line. Guns remain a very, very controversial issue in our culture. Gun violence, any kind of gun violence, is just unacceptable. And I'd love to find a way we can kind of have a legitimate dialogue and make some progress in making it happen less and less. I'm open to hearing arguments from both sides, but if you have celebrities who are constantly saying the other side has blood on its hands, or much worse, well, nothing's gonna change for the better. You're listening to the Hollywood in Toto podcast, the right take on entertainment. Here's the celebrity tweet of the week. This week's winner is actor Stephen Webber of Wings fame. He sent out the following tweet, clearly referencing a certain commander-in-chief, although he doesn't mention him by name, because that's what you do when you're on the resistance. It's only slightly more unhinged a hinge than the usual celebrity Trump take. Take a listen. I bet all them fancy-pants Hollywood screenwriters are kicking themselves for never having conceived of the Antichrist as being a slovenly, shambling dolt. I guess when you've played out the Hitler card, there's only room left for Beelzebub.
2: Don't touch that dial. You're listening to my daddy's podcast.
1: My hit tip of the week is The Bad News Bears. Now, why am I recommending an old movie that everyone has seen already probably two, three times? Well, because you're not going to see movies like this again, I don't think. Now, for the dozens or so who have not caught it yet, Walter Matthau plays a drunken Little League coach. And the team itself, well, they're not exactly a uh, all-star lineup. They're kind of a bunch of losers, but that's part of the fun. So what's the big deal? Well, it's funny, of course, irreverent. Tatum O'Neill is wonderful here. Some of the good child actors making us laugh make us think at times. It's also full of great comic bits. I, just, I watched this with my kids and loved it, and... I'd explain some stuff, like the fact that Mathau's character shows up drunk quite a lot, drives drunk, and at one time is passed out on the pitcher's mound. And you know what? That's okay. Not because your kid's coach should be drunk and should be passed out on the pitcher's mound, because sometimes people are flawed in stories, very flawed. Those tales need to be told all the same, the storytellers behind them should be allowed to share them especially when the flawed characters undergo some kind of redemption, some kind of reinvention. It's called a character arc, and it's important, especially when it's a positive change we're talking about. Now, we got a Bad News Bears remake in 2005 of Billy Bob Thornton, and it certainly pulled some punches. But that 2005, that's a lifetime ago in our politically correct age. Could you tell the same story today, that house story? Absolutely not. If he did, you'd have to change this, you'd have to change that, you'd have to tweak this. Otherwise, the outrage police would be in full force. So what's the solution? Well, stream the original right now. It's on Amazon Prime. Now, let's get to this week's celebrity interview. HitCast contributor Dave Minkus, who's also the resident sound guru here at the HitCast, does the honors this week. He interviewed Hollywood veteran Dean Devlin at the annual Starfest Gathering here in Denver, along with Legion M co-founder Paul Scanlon. What's Legion M? Well, you're about to find out. And I think you're to find it pretty fascinating in our fan-driven age, when the old content walls just keep crumbling down. I love it. Devlin's new directorial effort is Bad Samaritan, starring Robert Sheehan as a valet who steals from the home of his rich clients. But one day his scheme goes very, very wrong. Here's the HitCast interview with Dean Devlin and Paul Scanlon.
3: Hey, this is Dave Mix with HollywoodandToto.com, and I'm sitting here with two fantastic gentlemen. I've got Dean Devlin, the producer of Stargate, of Independence Day, of Godzilla. Godzilla is still a fun movie, dang it. <laughs> as well as the librarian series Leverage, my personal favorite, and director of Bad Samaritan. How are you, sir? Good, very good. Thanks for having us on the show. Absolutely. And Paul Scanlon, CEO and co-founder of Legion M, and also co-founder and president of Moby TV.
2: Oh, yeah, Moby TV. I'm still on the board of that company, but Legion M's my baby now. Okay, yep. fair
3: enough so i'm I'm kind of curious what Legion M is. I know I know what it is, but for the folks who may not be familiar with the model
2: yeah sure so Legion M we're the world's first fan owned entertainment company, and what that means is we're literally owned by fans and our our whole um, thesis is that an entertainment company owned by fans can be better frankly than an entertainment company owned by Uh, wall street most of our entertainment companies that are producing most of our entertainment come from wall street and so we started it two years ago and
3: uh and it's been fantastic sweet it kind of feels like every movie nerd i'm a hardcore film nerd whatever (laughs) you have that dream about if i hit the lottery there's these filmmakers i'd go see and i'd want to invest in them and help them make their next project this seems like the real world exactly yeah yeah
2: exactly and you don't need to be you know rich to participate i mean it's you can join for free. So anyone can come along and join, the, join our community. Uh, and if you do decide to invest, uh, when we open up rounds for investment, the minimum investment's only a hundred dollars. Uh, and so in our, our goal isn't to, you know, we don't want everyone investing their life savings. I mean, if everyone invested a hundred dollars, that would be terrific.
3: That'd be massive. Yeah. yeah. So Dean, how is it different working with a company like Legion M <laughs> as opposed to traditional financing methods?
0: Well, you know, uh, most of my young growing up life in the business uh, uh, studios were their own companies mm-hmm. but over the last 20 years they've all been bought by corporations yeah. so if you go to make a film now you're working for a corporation uh if if i have to answer to anybody i I'd, I'd much rather answer to the fans yeah
3: fair enough yeah it seems like you say wall street it, there's always been suits in the upper offices but mm-hmm. it seems like there's been less freedom for artistic expression in in the recent years well if
2: you think about it i mean wall street's very unforgiving right yes. and so um you know, Hollywood is at a point where they've kind of painted themselves into a corner. The, be- the surefire way for them to make money is to do the tentpoles and and to to invest in projects that already have an existing franchise. And that's why we see so many films and you know sequels and reboots and all those things. And you know, and that that's always going to be part of the industry. And we celebrate it. Like we go to those films, we love sure. it. And. You know, we we don't have an issue with it, but we feel like there's so much more opportunity beyond it, and that's what we that's where we want to participate.
3: That's very cool. So, how do you how does the process work where you find a project to kind of partner with from there? Is it well, based off of the fans who've invested having a vote, or is it just kind of a board? Absolutely. Thing well, I mean, to you know, we whenever possible,
2: we want things to come up organically out of the community. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we do a lot of things within the community to understand what their tastes and preferences are and what they're interested in. We have a reading club. We have a scout program. We have... Uh, a, a, a digital series called Pitch Elevator, where, we're, where we allow people to give their pitches, um, and we allow the legion to vote on it. Um, and then we're also, you know, out and talking to people in the industry, like-minded people that we believe in. I mean, we have a lot of our community are huge fans of, of Dean's, you know, franchises, and so we we were really excited to to meet with Dean, and um, because Dean's, you know, we're we're we get each other and you know, Dean's been, Dean started Stargate, you know, originally going to cons. And so, you know, I think when we met, it was like, it was just a natural fit
0: in a weird way you could think of the legion almost like like a grassroots political campaign mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's okay. it's bottom up instead of top down yeah. and this particular film you know we we financed it independently we're distributing it ourselves we're booking the theaters ourselves there's no big machinery involved there's no there's no giant fund of money to buy ridiculous amounts of ads yeah. so we're we've been touring the country doing screenings like we're going to do tonight yeah. and watching the audience kind of freak out and then kind of asking <laughs> them if if they did enjoy the movie as much as it seemed if they would be our ambassadors yeah. so if the film works it's going to be because the fans supported it not because the world was told oh you should pay attention to this film which
3: is why you're at a convention like Starfest this weekend it's really good I mean this is one of the last family-run shows in the country and they've got such a devoted fan base I can only imagine you guys are getting a great reaction
0: from the attendees it's been tremendous
3: fantastic so i want to loop in your background in being the board of, of mobi tv because okay. i'm a cord cutter okay and so a oh, lot of the nice. technology that you guys developed is integral to how i experience television at home yeah no and absolutely we were.
2: i mean that was our that was our goal in life when we started that company that was 18 years ago yeah and a lot of people told us like oh you know that that doesn't make any sense and you know we 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 followed through on it, and now that company's got tremendous momentum.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, essentially, it was the bandwidth wasn't ready yet. Yeah. And now that you're there, mm-hmm. but you also are partnering with groups like uh, Neon, used to be Drafthouse Films. Yep. And they have been pioneers, in my opinion, in a lot of the ways yeah. they do distribution, whether it's their digital copies through VHX so you have a copy to keep on your server at home. Yeah. Or when they really the they on literally a BitTorrent bundle. Yep. Is that... Does that all that come in, come into play to, with what your vision? Absolutely. Is? I mean, you know,
2: one thing about Legion M is that we're you know we see ourselves as innovators. Mm-hmm. You know, the company is first and foremost a community, but we're we're aligning ourselves with other innovators, innovators like Electric Entertainment and um, and Neon and Alamo Drafthouse. I mean, these are the people that we think really understand the space and aren't just stuck kind of re- in repeat. Mm-hmm. They're Trying to change things and and adapt and evolve uh, the model. So yeah, that's where we're excited. Very cool. I'd like to
3: talk a little bit about Bad Samaritan. I'll be Please. seeing you tonight. Um, you're known, Dean, for, for having roller coaster rides of fun in every project <laughs> you've gone through. Whether it's on a big pro- you know a big project like Independence Day, or it's a smaller TV show like Leverage, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, <laughs> I look at the trailer for Bad Samaritan. I have to ask: Is everything okay?
1: Dark <laughs>
2: trailer. That's a
0: good question. <laughs> this is unlike anything I've ever. Done. I think it is, though, a roller coaster ride. I mean, yeah. you'll you'll it hear like it, yeah. you'll hear tonight the, the the screams and the laughter and the. I mean, it, it, it it's a fun ride, but it is a very dark film, and it's unlike anything I've ever done before. It's it's a real suspense thriller. I think it harkens back to to you know Hitchcock or early uh, Brian De Palma movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it really has that kind of feel, uh, um, and. I'd never done anything like that before, so I had to really um, I had to reach down into my bag and, and find some tricks that I haven't used before.
3: <laughs> Very cool. It, well, did having David Tennant come on board help with that at all? Because it seems like ever since he did Doctor Who, my joke has always been he's been the light fluffy doctor. Even when he's angry, he's kind of cute, <laughs> and it's like for the past five years, he's been on a mission to tell me, you shut up, right. <laughs> <laughs> between Broadchurch yeah. and Jessica Jones and yeah. all the yeah. really innovative stuff I think he's doing. He's taking, yeah. making very interesting choices. Did that I mean, well, be a little The, the truth is,
0: I, I think he's the most underrated actor on mm-hmm. the planet. You know, the studios have not yet understood what kind of fan base he had. But, you know, when I, I've, I've worked with Gerard Butler and Mel Gibson and Will Smith. Never before have I made a movie where 30 to 40 fans were on set every single day just trying to get a look at, at the star walking on <laughs> set. I mean, Davidson has this enormous fan base, but he's also incredibly gifted as an actor. He's skilled. Yes. It's, so, you know, when, one of the great advantages of doing movie independently is I didn't have to answer to anyone on how I wanted to cast the film, you know, and you have these ridiculous conversations now about, well... Uh, who has a big Twitter following, or, or who who had a sex tape on? I mean, it's not like. Have, right. what does it have to do with acting and, and character creation? So to have him and Robert Sheehan, I had two incredibly gifted actors battling it out for a whole movie.
3: And then I'm sure the Legion M people were, were just crying that they got...
2: Oh, it's just, checked. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. a dream come true. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, for our community to be able to work this closely with Dean and then to have David Tennant <laughs> and Robbie Sheehan, frankly, I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. It's it's a dream yeah. come true. Last
0: yeah. night we screened it in in New York. For, I was going to ask you to tell Dread the story. Central. Yes. But one of the things that was really interesting is is because Robbie Sheehan came, and the place went nuts with Robbie. And and I and I didn't know if they. <laughs> I said I said how do you know from and they all screamed in unison. Misfits! Misfits. Yeah. They just went nuts for him. And of course you know now he's the lead of the new Peter Jackson film. Yes. yes. So uh, by you know by this yeah. time next what year time. he's going to be a giant star. Yeah. <laughs>
3: and I understand you had some. Ardent draft house followers not
0: thrilled during the screening last night in New York. It was so interesting because, you know, it's a typical New York screening. So you had a lot of people who felt the need to speak throughout the entire movie. You know, basically narrating Don't walk in that door! Yeah. There's a difference between like talking and having a conversation and reacting to what's happening on screen. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it, the kind of talking you want in this kind of movie. Yeah. Get the wire cutters! Get the wire cutters! But there was one, there were some people there who were like serious film fans, yeah. and there was this one guy, he was so furious, he stormed out of the screening with 10 minutes. Left saying, "These people talking are ruining a great film," and he walked out. <laughs> I, I, I count myself
3: amongst those people, but I, that's the guy who should watch it at home on VOD. Like, yeah, honestly, you, you don't want to. It's a, a
2: balancing experience. act, I think. It I is. mean, because you know, you do. You definitely don't want people like talking and interrupting. But it's also this film is the type of film that's so much more fun to watch. Yeah. With a group of people that are engaged and and having fun with it. And it's
0: not just the moment where they go, ah! Yes. It's the laughter after they've gone, because they go, ah! Then they're embarrassed (laughs) they did that in front of other people, and then they start to giggle nervously, and then the other person laughs at them, and then they laugh at them, and it just kind of spirals and Um, becomes this really fun thing.
3: The cathartic release is just a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. in any good horror. Well, you
0: know, I I, I was listening to Jordan Peele recently talking about Get Out, and he was saying, you know, that scary movies actually have a function in our society. It allows us to face our fears in a safe place. With a group of strangers and go yeah. through our, 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 the scariest thing we could go through, yeah, and survive. Emotions. And it, yeah. it is—it's it's a catharsis. I, I yep. feel
3: like horror is kind of the next, the, the next genre past sci-fi because great sci-fi. Takes humanity, drops it in an extreme circumstance, and says, how yeah. does humanity That's react right. to that? Yeah, I feel like horror is just like on the brink, and get yeah. out kind of tapped into that, yeah. Yeah. of what it can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do have a friend who's one of the Legion M investors, and she oh. said she'd hurt me if I didn't ask you about the Outpost, coming oh. to CW. <laughs> well,
0: Outpost is Dean's project, so... Yeah, so uh, it, it, we, we're shooting it right now in Utah, and uh, we're going to debut in, I believe, July 10th, is it July 10th? Uh, uh, on the CW and then around the world it'll be on the sci-fi channel And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been nudging these guys to get yeah, involved we're, in helping well, you. well, from what with. we've seen, it looks awesome. And we know we know several of
3: the cast, so we're, yeah. we're excited Sweet. about that. I, I will have to have a chat with you, gentlemen, after this, because I <laughs> might have other opportunities, too. Um, what's coming up next for you, gentlemen? I mean, Outpost has probably got your plate full, but what else is coming from Legion Well,
2: so we have another film that we haven't announced the release date, but it was um, it did its premiere at Sundance this year. So we're really excited that it even got into Sundance. It's a Nicolas Cage film. We partnered with um, uh, Elijah and his production team, Vision oh, wow. on that one. And uh, it'll get a release date in the fall, and uh, we're super excited about it because it, it came out of Sundance as one of the top... Reviewed films uh, which was really exciting for Legion M. I mean two years after we start the company to be involved in a film We got involved in that project early and then to have it get into Sundance Which was great we had a whole bunch of our community come out to Sundance for it uh, And then to have it have the kind of buzz that it has and then it it's going in uh, It's playing at Con next and then it'll get a theatrical release in the fall And it's a it's a really wild ride another wild ride
3: It seems like now is the perfect time for something like Legion M to come across because you've got groups like, you know, the Netflixes and the Who's and the Amazon's, but then yep. you've got the smaller companies like seeing neon get their first Academy Award nominations so yeah. soon after coming around Yeah,
2: and a 24 doing A20. so well. Yeah. Oh my
3: goodness. Swiss army
2: man is a yeah. phenomenal film. Yeah.
3: Uh, so where can people find out more about Legion M?
2: Yeah. So they can just go to jo- go to Legion M legion or is our website. And we, you know, one of the things, because we're, we're fan owned, um, we feel a responsibility and frankly, it's, it's part of what we enjoy doing of just, explaining everything we're doing all the time. So we keep a running diary on our homepage of, it's very of what's going on. And um so you can sign up for free. So you don't need to invest to join our our community, and, our, and you can come to our events, and uh, when Bad Samaritan comes out on May 4th, we're gonna have we're going to be hosting meetups all around the country. We already have 75 official meetups organized, and these are put on by Legion M, but also through our community. Anyone can raise their hand and say, hey, I live in Kansas City, I wanna organize a meetup to go see the film. Again, getting back to this, this is the type of film, movies are more fun to watch with a group. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, especially for our type of people. And, uh, but these
0: groups are gonna be especially fun, because there will be people in cosplay. Oh, they're yeah. going to be handing out <laughs> swag bags with with stuff from the movie. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, we've got some really cool merch that we're going to be sending out. And so, uh, yeah, those will be those will be happening. And we also have a new round uh, that we're going to be opening. So if you're interested in investing, you can make a reservation today and that guarantees you a spot in the next round. And, um, yeah, it's it's been
3: great. Very cool. So the Bad Samaritan opens May 4th. Is it opening wide across the country? 2,000 screens. Wow, that's awesome. Yes. Sweet. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much for joining, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Yes, nice yeah. to meet you,
1: too. Well, thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check out Hollywoodandtoto.com for both the show notes and, of course, the latest entertainment news. Please follow me at Twitter, at Hollywoodandtoto. And we'd love it if you leave a podcast review over at iTunes. See you next week. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call.
0: The Medicare annual election
1: period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for. And done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called myhealthpolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face to face. And done.